Before we get started, I have to say, if you are triggered by any of the following, you may want to skip this episode. Suicide, bodily harm, and self-mutilation. On with the show. Hello, I'm Christopher Phillippe. And I'm Stephen Morrow. And this is The The Podcast Podcast with Benefits. Benefits. On today's episode, we'll talk about... Docking. Castration. Foreskin restoration devices. Armpit licking. And the roadmap to your ultimate sexual fantasy. And my ultimate asexual fantasy. saved and you'll just you you literally told me always record always save everything it's true because we should we should genuinely do all those things so we have little bits people like the bits i had several gigabytes of audio okay that i had to shove in some folder that i will never look at well that's one day i'll go through it and i'll siphon out the good bits Okay. Also, we got to talk about how you tacked on the the blooper at the end of the last episode. Yeah. I was I, I didn't sign off on that. I didn't sign off on that. It's fine. It's fine. You didn't like the blooper. Lo- I loved the blooper, but I'm I just feel like I'm losing creative control. I feel like at some point you you said something about bloopers being included. Probably I say lots of things, Stephen. <laughs> well, y- you can't just say a thing and then like I, everything that you say, I take to heart. Well, then you're going to be in for a wild ride. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> because I say lots of things, and they might contradict each other from day to day. Maybe. You That's re- scary. That's terrifying. Well, be ready. How do I know? Just strap in. Do I just have to ask permission for everything? Maybe. I'm into that. <laughs> um, Consent is sexy. It is. Are you ready? I don't. I don't know. If you're if you're not ready, well, we can wait. But if you're ready, let me know. Do I? I is there a way that you recommend that I prepare? I what have deodorant. Do you, what do you? <laughs> <laughs> what other than not previously having deodorant on? What scenario would you encounter where it's like, oh, I better put on extra deodorant? <laughs> So every time that I, every, time, <laughs> I so I always have it with me. Sure. Now. Yeah. Um, ever since the incident. Oh shit. Uh, there was no incident. Oh, oh. <laughs> I'm oh. sorry. Man. Uh, that's, that was, yeah, now that's you've taken our <laughs> listeners on a roller coaster now. The uh, incident. Like I mean, if I'm if I'm gonna go out to like a bar. Mm-hmm. You want to uh, freshen up? I get it. Yeah, and yeah. and I know like. If, if there is music involved, I'm probably going to dance, and mm. so I don't want to smell. Um, we should go to a club sometime. We really should, actually, I think, yeah. I think uh, I would enjoy that. It's been a while since I've gotten shit-faced and danced. Yeah, samesies. But that's, like, my favorite thing. Okay. My favorite thing in the world is getting shit-faced and dancing. Okay. Wow. 
And <laughs> like, seriously. Well, once, you know, once all this is over, we'll fucking, we'll do it. All right. Um, so, my thing I, I s- thought about recently, um, have you, what, what is your experience, if any, with docking? Do you know what docking is? <laughs> I, I do not. Okay, so unfortunately, we need to find somebody. Is this, is this at all related to doxing? Uh, I I don't know that. I th- I, uh, that's like some, pulling somebody's papers, or that's like pulling. What what is doxing again? Uh, I think it's like a weird way of tracking people, and it's like they're online. I don't know. I don't know. I'll have to look that up later. <laughs> it's not. It's not okay. doxing. Docking is when two penises one must have a foreskin oh okay and you put the penis inside of the other penises you know they're pointing next to each other you know the two heads are touching and one foreskin envelops part of the other penis okay that is docking that's docking all right so you've clearly not had any experiences with that. Um, well, <laughs> well, it's a, or or you just didn't call it docking. Uh, I didn't realize it had a didn't have a name for it. Yeah, or at least like maybe I just never put two and two together. Um, so have you done that? Uh, so once I was. Uh, this is a weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I have not done this for my own sexual gratification okay however uh once upon a time i was dating somebody who was circumcised okay and they wanted their foreskin back okay so so, uh they're they're (laughs) I'm just imagining someone yeah, like, like hunting down a doctor. A rabbi, yeah, I need a rabbi, my yeah. penis skin yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, go find the uh, rabbi and have some words with him. But uh, no, there's. I learned so much about this process of foreskin restoration, hmm. and uh, there are several different methods. They chose. Uh, there's a foreskin restoration device uh, that they ordered from a strange oh, website. Oh no! Um, no! And it looked terrifying and i tried it because i want my foreskin back too Mm. uh because okay so let's start at the beginning sure once upon a time i was born okay (laughs) and my some of my penis skin was cut off the foreskin yeah yeah (laughs) and um i don't like that that happened and i didn't you didn't consent to that yeah like like so like who who the fuck (laughs) All right, well, so all right, it was obviously it's a, there's a Jewish custom, but you know it was adopted in mainstream due to uh, there's a, a, a misconception about cleanliness uh, involved, and it's mostly in America, in in Europe, and uh, other countries. There's lots of uncircumcised, lots of lots of turtlenecks out there, um, and and uns- non-circumcised penises are making a comeback, no pun intended, um, in popularity. You know, the circum- circumcision is going by the wayside. Because there's studies that show that it you can there's some loss of sensitivity uh, with it, so if you get your child circumcised, they may not have full sexual arousal or a a a, a full sexual experience as if they were to have their foreskin. However, uh, you know, changing uh, children's diapers 
and teaching a child to clean their foreskin as a parent is just a pain in the pain in the nuts. Um, but uh, well, I'm, this, this I'm, seems to, to only be an issue though for American parents. Right, right, right. Like, I mean, <laughs> I don't have a problem discussing it with with somebody else, like discussing it with my child or children you know, about their foreskin. I don't. I have no. I have no hangups there. But yeah, I'm sure several Americans are real tightwads about it. I but it's 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 about hygiene. It's not about sex. Um, that's neither here nor there. It's also a matter of of there's also an ego thing involved. I mean, I would like my penis to you know, I would like my son's penis to look like my penis. So if I'm circumcised, that's such but, a to me that's such a strange right. What a weird that that's such a fucking there's strange all thing to say. Kinds of weird <laughs> things that parents do. We collect children's teeth and give them money for it. <laughs> what kind of witchcrafty bullshit is that? Like, like a we have a collection tale. of teeth. <laughs> what am I gonna do with teeth anyway? That all that aside, let's talk about your your buddy here and his foreskin contraption. So, um I'm going to try to to verbally describe this device. Okay. And also please do google it, you know, when you're at a safe when you're not driving. Uh, listeners at home. Yeah, for so if you type in foreskin restoration device, there are several different kinds of contraptions, but the one that my ex uh my boyfriend at the time was using, it looked like a so there was a metal rod, your favorite thing. <laughs> uh, so there's this metal rod, and it at the end there's like a suction cup almost. It looks like a like a little suction thing, and uh, then there's another suction thing, and there's a rubber band, and basically you stretch what skin you have over this like suction cup type thing. Okay. And then the other suction cup uh, kind of like latches on to that skin and it pulls and the rubber band is what, what pulls it and creates that tension. Oh. And the idea is that as it stretches, the cells reform mm-hmm. and you don't get all of the sensation back. It. I think I, think I remember the website said something, it, I think it was like 40 to, to 80% of sensation is lost due to circumcision and it doesn't foreskin restoration does not help you regain all of that physical sensation uh but it does increase the sensitivity uh so you get at least like a, i think a 20 30 percent gain but uh, i something like that sure uh so after hearing that i i was personally interested and i was like well maybe this is something that i want to try uh and then i saw the device that came in the mail and i was like <laughs> Maybe this is something I don't want to try. <laughs> uh, but uh, even still, I did actually attempt to use this device. Uh, it turns out my penis was too small <laughs> for for the device. Sure. Um, One size or, does not fit all. Uh, I feel like that's a that's an inaccurate description. It was more like my my penis was too tight. Like the skin was too... Ah, there wasn't enough it was skin to tucked. pull. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So... Uh, are you a shower or a grower? Uh, I, I, I think I'm a grower, but not by like it. It is not. It's not an impressive penis. Okay. Um. It's whatever. In in size, uh, I think 
It's about what you do with it. When people ask what size my penis is, <laughs> I I tell them it's proportional. Gotcha. Um, yeah. But it's strange because a lot of people who see it say that it, it looks big, but I, I promise it's an illusion. Sure. If sure. you measure it, it's totally... It's all smoke and mirrors and camera angles. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah. totally unimpressive, but, um, but I think like... I, I don't know that yeah there's some strange illusion going on with my body sure, sure. Uh, but I uh, it's not I don't think it's a great penis well everybody's their own worst critic and I mean when you only watch porn yeah every I think there's lots of folks out there that are gonna be feeling down on their dong so uh yeah but anyway so the foreskin restoration device mm-hmm. yeah uh so he used this device and he used this over the course of many months. Okay. Many, many months. Uh, He's committed. Honestly, I uh, feel like it was most of a year. Wow. And like, it was just an, every night he would put himself in this contraption. Well, no, what you do is you wear the contraption throughout the day. Oh, fuck off. You wear the contraption you throughout gonna, the day. You, you take it off to pee. Yeah. You have to take it Jesus, off. Jesus, That's a lot of work. Uh, but it, th- that way it's just always stretching. Yeah. And uh, it was interesting, though, because it worked. Well, like, yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. Like, it's well, just like, like... not just... In Africa, they wear those rings around their neck, you know, and stretch And then they neck. turn into a giraffe, and that's why there are giraffes that exist. God damn it, Stephen. Every time. <laughs> Go <what> on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> every, every opportunity. Did you ever hear that if they were to remove the rings around their neck that they would die yeah that they can't support it i've heard that i don't know if there's any any actual evidence to support that i don't know i don't know if anyone's ever removed the rings i think so i think that's happened anyway uh you wear it all you wear the penis so yeah he would wear the penis thing but the thing that's wild is uh not only did it work with the skin but he was noticeably more sensitive okay and this is what was remarkable Simply, like any kind of interaction in that area, yeah, would be intensely stimulating. Hmm. And um, I also think that he was probably partially aroused by the sight of his uh, seemingly new, uncircumcised penis. New, yeah, his new foreign foreskin. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think he liked that look. Yeah. as well. Yeah, uh, and like he was, he's he was the kind of person who would be very turned on by himself sure as well that's fine but like one thing that really turned him on was like if we would uh if there was like a mirror yeah yeah, and we were having sex and he could like see himself oh yeah having sex that was Mm -hmm. uh you know one of his things so i i think that was also a part of it Mm -hmm. but i remember it was it was much more moist uh when he was aroused there would be significantly more pre-cum it was like very noticeable it it genuinely enhanced his sex life and uh so yeah so that's really interesting but uh, to go into the docking question yeah um so we would measure the foreskin by putting our dicks i guess in a docking position yeah yeah you dock and he yeah. would see how much of his foreskin he could stretch over my penis my erect so penis so you definitely docked so we have docked, yeah, yeah but yeah. it was, uh, it was not, 
it's my fucking catchphrase. It was not inherently sexual. <laughs> Why does that always happen? Because everything you do is not sexual. It's not sexual, but it's always sexual. Has a sex podcast, but it's not inherently sexual. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Jeez. So, Every time it, that one got me. I was not expecting that. <laughs> I wasn't ready for it. Every time. Yeah. Okay. Am I just not a sexual person? I don't know. I don't know. We're still figuring that out. Hmm. All right. So I guess my question then is, I mean, okay, so you both had erect penises. Yes. All right. And was there any kind of... Well, they had to be erect. There's really no way. Right. I didn't think so. There'd be a lot of propping up and yeah. Hold on. Wait, 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 wait. And no, so, <laughs> so it's like those, you know, those, those like tubes that are full of that liquid and you yeah, try they, to hold they, it and it slides. Yeah. Like, just feel like that. Yeah. 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 Oh, geez. <laughs> <laughs> I burst one of those in my friend's mom's car once and I felt so bad. It got glitter everywhere. <laughs> it I'm was sure. glitter in those stupid little star plastic pieces. Yeah. yeah. God. <laughs> so two erect penises tip to tip your foreskin, his foreskin yeah, is over your skin. It. Um, is there any kind of pleasure that is derived out of that, or is it all science? Like, were you just using it uh, for? For me, it was purely scientific. Did he seem to get um, any kind of? His, I mean, was he like, all right? He seemed like he was aroused by the idea of like witnessing his foreskin growing. Yeah. Or like growing back, I suppose. Um, that was exciting to him. Mm-hmm. I think I I can't speak for sure, him. Sure, sure, sure. But uh, yeah, and and like. Him being turned on turned me on, so I guess it became sexual, but it wasn't inherently the... <laughs> it wasn't the uh, the initial it, act. Yeah, it wasn't it, the docking yeah, yeah, that did yeah. it. It was the... The attraction. Oh, that it, yeah. this is exciting for him, so it's exciting for me. Right, right. So, yeah, it was that whole kind of thing. Sure. Okay. Well, that's lovely. <laughs> I mean, it is. Like, oh, the, well, that's lovely. That's lovely. It is. I mean, it's, it's, it's nice that you feel that way in, in that moment to be attracted... You know, to be turned on because someone else is turned on, heat of the moment kind of thing. So it's, I mean, I guess it, I'm my question is still unanswered, and I would love to have anybody who's had any experience with docking on the show or to write in, and they can do so. Where, Stephen? Uh, several places. Okay. So you can send an email to be more than friends at gmail.com, mm-hmm. or you can visit mtfproductions.com and, uh, just leave a comment and we'll see it. You can leave a comment on any of the articles, but you know, preferably a podcast with benefits. Yeah. Uh, article. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that way it's just a strange, uh, I mean, I guess I put my controller back on the, on the dock to charge it. So it's, <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> but are you familiar with docking? <laughs> it's just a bunch of PlayStation controllers. Uh, <laughs> I said there were several. There's two. That's There's so many. That's it. That's, All of the uh, those are the, the facets, two, two yeah. locations. Okay, so it will get more social media up here soon. Um, but please write in. Let us know if you've had experience with docking because I just want to know what's what's you know what's the fascination behind it. I don't, you know, I don't know. I don't understand, and I want to understand. Help me. There is this guy. Uh, I think he lives in the Philippines. Uh, but anyways. Um, he, sometimes he messages me and he like wants to get off and sometimes I oblige, uh, with like videos and things like that. But I have to remind him that I have a circumcised penis. 
oh. uh, because he has, I, I guess it's like, I, I guess you can call it a fetish, but he, he really loves uncircumcised penises. And uh, I, I think it's docking that he's describing. He really likes the idea of like just the skin and like stretching and like that kind of thing. Him and my ex probably would have gotten along famously. <laughs> uh, but anyways, so uh, I have to remind him that I'm circumcised though because he's like, he'll request me to send like a video of like these very specific things and he's like I want you to take your foreskin and I'm like well well <laughs> sorry 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 Charlie I have a very taut yeah yeah penis sure when it's erect yeah when it's not it's basically just like like a hair scrunchie <laughs> it's like just <laughs> yeah I, I, it's just yeah. sure it's like a fucking slinky <laughs> alright uh but anyways anywho's <laughs> it's like a chewed gumball <laughs> It's just, just a wrinkled just right. mass of <laughs> flesh. Okay. Uh, not not a remarkable penis. Eh, you know, it is what it is. Um, if 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 you if you and your husband are happy, I guess that's all that really matters. I mean, there's always the king cock. Yeah, there's always the king cock. Yeah. Uh, we have to have the King Cock on the show someday, I think. Once we once we do video. Yeah, sure. I think that's I when think we whip yeah, out the King Cock. Sure. That'll be, yeah. It'll when be a mainstay. The first time anybody ever sees our faces, we just need to whip out the cock. Yep. And get give that me, over Give him the king. Talk to the king. <laughs> um, that, that's all I had, honestly. I, I got, I'm so happy that we got that much out of it. Uh, the fact that you have, in fact, done docking and didn't know it was docking is even better. Yeah, I I I feel like it's it's another one of those things where, you know, once you have the vocabulary to describe a thing, like all of that, all of that fucking explanation, mm-hmm. summed up in one word. Docking. That's amazing. Yeah. That is amazing to me. Yeah. We need to discuss and educate for this exact reason, because I mean, how do you how do you sum up that experience? Uh, it's docking. That's what it is. Maybe, like, future podcasts are just going to be, like, one word. <laughs> and then people will get this entire idea. Okay. We could, yeah, if we could do a social experiment. We could try it. <laughs> we do. Like, uh, next episode is just docking. All right, that's the show. <laughs> but no, uh, going back to deodorant. Oh, um, uh, yeah. So, you asked... You, you asked specifically about times in which uh, I feel like I will need deodorant. Yeah. Uh, I find it interesting <laughs> that you did not ask about times in which I deliberately would not need deodorant. Yeah. I mean, don't you always need deodorant? Contrary to popular belief, there are instances in which you do not want deodorant. Okay. One time, oh gosh, I was in a city. I don't remember the city. I went to many cities, uh, back when I was like traveling all over and doing things. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I I was hooking up with people every time that I visited a city. Okay, it was like your mission. Yeah, it was my my singular mission. Yeah, I would go, I would go to a city, and I wanted to come. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was it. All right. Um, 
but no i was uh for for listeners who don't know i was traveling and this sounds awful i was i was working <laughs> jesus you're just doing the convention circuit Yes, thank you. I yeah, was traveling and going really, to conventions, yeah. uh, making myself sound like a traveling prostitute. <laughs> uh, but no, I did not charge. No, you sound like more like a traveling John, <laughs> like a traveling <laughs> you know trick that like gets a turned. Traveling, no, a traveling penis circus. Yeah. <laughs> God, uh, circus penis. <laughs> traveling <laughs> penis circus. <laughs> That sounds like a band. Yeah. Uh, anyways. Sad band. So, uh, one time I was hooking up with some guy who I met on Grinder, and we had agreed uh, that we were going to hang out, and we were going to both orgasm together, and uh, we were hooking up in his car, and he enjoyed armpits. Yeah. And specifically, he, like, before we hung out, he, he had asked, did you put on deodorant? Yeah. And I was like, not yet. Mm-hmm. And then he said, don't. Sure. Uh, and then I was like, well, that's interesting. Why? Yeah. Uh, and then he said, well, I, I really like armpits. I would love to smell and lick your armpits. Yeah, licking. Yeah, uh, yeah. And I was like, okay. And then I warned him that I'm ticklish. Sure. And he was like, that's great. Apparently, even apparently he likes that too. Even better. Um, so I ended up meeting up with this guy. Mm-hmm. We just hooked up in his car because he had like roommates and stuff, and they didn't know about his sexuality. So he was like outside. We uh, when it, it wasn't my car. It was my car. Uh, he came outside, and then he came outside. Uh, but no, uh, he he came into my car. Uh, <laughs> it just keeps happening. Yeah, yeah. Um. So he came into my car, and then. Uh, I, I had a wonderful armpit massage. Uh, what? <laughs> a tongue-infused armpit massage. Okay. That's just how I'm uh, describing it. Decorating it, that, yeah, That's yeah. how it felt You're to gilding me. the lily on that uh, one, yeah. Because it was not inherently sexual for me, but it felt okay. Like, it sure. was fine. Yeah. Uh, and, and, yeah, that was <laughs> that was that experience. Okay. So the way you had phrased that earlier when you, uh, you, know, you, you met this individual on Grindr and then you both agreed to come together... Mm-hmm. You didn't actually phrase it that way at the time, did you? Hey, would you like to come together? Uh, actually, I might have. Oh, my God. Why? Because, I mean, like, I was going to ask, like, did you agree to have sex or did you agree to blow each other? But you agreed to come together in yeah. some fashion. I would, uh, at this time, I was pretty upfront with people that I was not interested in anal. Right. Uh, and that, uh... You know, I would sometimes make exceptions uh, for blowjobs, uh, but for the most part, I was interested in, uh, like, we would just, like, kind of hang out and masturbate together. Okay. Uh, like, I would... Each I would, other, or you... you uh, it so would depend both, both. on the, the scenario. Okay. Because, uh, like, okay, so, uh, part of it was I was uh, a little bit afraid of stds sure uh because uh, grinder is interesting and progressive in the sense that at least at this time i don't know if it's different now i haven't used grinder in like two years in three two and a half years uh but whenever you would open grinder then 
it would warn you about STDs. Yeah. Uh, like, there would be a pop-up, and it would say, like, it was almost like there was an STD of the day. And it would be like, this is this, and here are the signs of this. And then you could click a link, and it would tell you where you can go to get tested. Nice. Um, and m- more often than not, it was AIDS. But uh, still, uh, that was effective in the sense that it always made me think about safe sex. And sure. I was I was worried that if I interacted with people sexually in certain ways it would increase my risk of getting an std which obviously it would that's true Uh, yes but like like all of that is true a fact yes Uh, but uh, it was just something that i was worried about it was something i was cognizant of sure but i also really wanted to come right so it was just a matter of you know i would tell people and you wanted to come with someone i wanted to come with somebody because coming alone is depressing is it for me okay I, I, gonna, I, I, think, I don't think so at all. I think coming alone is depressing. Uh, because well, hopefully you stand alone in that. But if if you feel coming alone is depressing, definitely write in the show. I think coming alone is perfectly fine and acceptable and was is much better than not coming. And, yeah, so sure, of course it's great to share a moment with somebody else. But you shouldn't feel bad about yourself if you're coming alone. Well, I... I mean, yeah, I, I agree with the sentiment behind that. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, I think I have come to realize... No. Uh, <laughs> I think I've come to realize that, for me, I get off on the connection with another person. Yeah. So it is very difficult for me to enjoy an orgasmic experience if I'm not interacting with an individual. Okay. It is it is very difficult, uh, so it it just yeah and then and then when I successfully you know get off on my own, I just feel a little sad because I'm like, God, I wish I could have shared that with somebody. Well, that's sweet. I mean, like, where do you think that stems from? As far as you know, your not. I don't know if it's shame or why the negative emotions tied to coming alone. I mean, I, I think it's just loneliness. Okay. And, uh, like just for me, so much of what's fun about sex and about arousal is the intimacy with somebody else. Like that, that's how I, like, I think that's how I'm sexually programmed, uh, okay. where, like, it's, it's just like, that is, it, it that is intrinsically a part of it. Sure. Like, it doesn't matter, uh, it doesn't always matter to me, like, what's going on, as long as I'm, like, having an intimate moment with somebody, hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, so, I don't know, I... Sometimes I struggle with uh, putting these kinds of things into words because, uh, I mean, honestly, sometimes I have upset people when I tell them this, like people that I'm dating or people yeah. that I'm in a relationship with, right. uh, because I I am, like, almost asexual. I feel like I'm almost asexual in the sense that I usually don't crave inherently sexual interaction. <laughs> Which is why I think so much of my, like, to me, meaningful 
sexual experiences are not inherently sexual because it's not about that like that moment with my ex where we were admiring his newly grown foreskin <laughs> <laughs> look upon the foreskin uh that was that was a nice moment that that was a touching moment sure because it was something that he was really excited about it was something that meant a lot to him sexually it was a moment that we shared together mm-hmm. and it, this was this was a long process that yeah. i was there for from the beginning and so like seeing that through to the end uh and sharing that moment and and getting to the point where i could dock my penis in his foreskin that's that's remarkable and that to me was exciting like you can remove the penis from the equation you can remove the foreskin you can remove all that but it's just the fact that we were sharing a moment that was nice and at least for one of us it was sexually charged and then that made it sexually charged for me sure. it's very much like it, it's in relation to the other person yeah so like a situation I, I i guess a situation for me is not sexual until the other person makes it so mm-hmm. and then i kind of like morph into that kind of thing you can get into that mind frame at that point yeah and i think that's why i also tend to like i'm 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 pretty versatile in terms of like positions. Uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, like like whether I'm more submissive or dominant, it, it ah, depends. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, You're I, a switch. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, it 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 depends entirely on what that person is is needing at the time. Yeah, and so like like while I don't identify as a switch or as somebody who's verse uh i kind of am or i can be because i like i kind of i morph i'm like i'm a shapeshifter yeah yeah a sexual shapeshifter (laughs) try to say that sexual shapeshifter a sexual shapeshifter shapeshifter. i'm gonna wear a shirt that says i am a sexual shapeshifter yeah that's a great shirt i would wear that shirt fuck um so Okay, uh, let me back up here. Sorry, I know that's a lot to unpack. Yeah, it is, it is. There's always a lot to unpack. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I, unfortunately, I lost track of... I, after Anyway. Uh, back to the foreskin machine, briefly. <laughs> the foreskin creation machine. Okay. Do you think that there's a, an end to it? Can you just go forever and just create <laughs> more and more foreskin? Um. And just so, have like a fucking oversized sweater sleeve hanging off your fucking dong. <laughs> Jesus, like you know those those wind socks. Yes, <laughs> yes. Like a wacky waving inflatable arm man attached who doesn't to your have penis. a fan. <laughs> going through there. him. Yeah. Like he, the. Could he just yeah. grow his foreskin forever? Uh, so because of the way that this device is designed, no. Okay. Because it it the there were various rod lengths. Which would, um, like, for the device, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, that would allow for different levels of tension for the rubber band. Yeah. Uh, so then it would stretch the foreskin. However, it the devices weren't big enough, I guess. So, I mean, theoretically, if you had a device that was long enough and you weren't concerned about concealing the device... <laughs> Um, then yes, I, I suppose 
You can't you could, wear shorts in the summertime. Yeah, <laughs> you, could, you could indefinitely grow your foreskin. Um, however, the way that these devices were designed is they were designed to be discreet. Yeah. You could wear them in your pants, and right. it would be fine. Uh, they recommended shorts, though, because, you know, like basketball shorts or something like that. But uh, So that it was looser. Because yeah. otherwise there would be, like, pinching. Yeah, and you don't want like jeans, yeah. Uh, and it sucks when it, like, comes undone, because then, you know, you've got a loose rod in your pants. <laughs> oh, I don't know how many times I've had a loose rod in my pants. Uh, but, yeah, so, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I suppose, theoretically, I would love to test that theory on anybody but myself. Right, right. Uh, and not but, me, sorry, I'm not going to help you there. Damn but yeah, I mean, because it's it's kind of it's the same thing as the the neck thing, with the neck rings, like their necks will indefinitely stretch as long yeah, as they yeah, keep they adding keep, rings. Keep clicking more more rings in there. Yeah, and I mean it's the same thing as like, uh, like if you pull on your skin enough, just in general, anywhere on your body, if you just keep doing right, that, right, right, over and over again, over a year's time. Um, back to your. You're meeting this this guy in this random city. He was very attractive, and I wish that I still had his information. He was an attractive Hispanic man. Yeah. Um. So you you guys got busy in the car. Yes. Um. Okay. Yeah. That's 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 where that was going. Right. I I had to remind myself. So. Um. Like what kind of because I I I never had a short game like I never unfortunately I not unfortunately I love my wife we we're we're together and I'm not going anywhere but Tinder and all these dating apps that were very much promoting very quick interaction you know very quick sex um, kind of came to popularity after I was already off the market um, so when you meet somebody on Grinder with the intention to get down. What kind of conversations take place beforehand to, you know, like with what you're looking for? Like you've kind of already expressed, you've expressed on the show that you, you feel very plainly lay out like what I'm looking for and what I'm down for. Yes. Um, give me some examples of how that goes down. Like what kind of conversations are had up front before, you know, when you like, okay, I like you, you like me. Now let's get down to brass tacks. You know, what, what are we doing? So, I feel like I'm a little bit of an outlier. Uh, <laughs> just a little bit. Um, I feel like I'm a little bit of an outlier in the sense that I... On on Grinder, I am very upfront. Like, I will, I will immediately, front and center on my profile, I will say exactly what I'm looking for. Okay. I will say I, I am just looking to hook up with somebody tonight. Uh... I mean, sometimes I would even put non-sexual things. I would just say, I am new to the city. I'm looking for something fun to do. Does anyone want to, you know, show me an interesting place or uh, go to a fun bar or something? Uh, So sometimes it would be that. Uh, But either way, whatever I was looking for, I would just blatantly put it in plain English so that any idiot could understand exactly what I was looking for. Sure. And, of course, there there were still some people who just didn't fucking get it. Uh, like I would, I would put blatantly no anal sex. Yeah. And then like the first message, I want to fuck you in the ass. No. Nope. Like, 
That's great. You clearly did not. It's great that you want to. Disclaimer, yeah, yeah. Uh, but still, and and oftentimes I would just be like, I want to, I want to make out, and I want to come. But you see, like that's there's that you you've stated your end goal, but you know how you get there. Like I want to make out, and I want to come. Is the making out going to make you magically just fucking erupt in your fucking jeans? No, no. no. No, it's not like you're just like hand you say, jobs, right? Like that's then that's what I'm saying. Like, it, you, do you do you discuss that? Like, you want to make out? Okay, can we make out and then we both masturbate separately? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, so yeah, the conversation starts in the messenger functionality right, of right, the right, app. Right, right, right. Uh, usually, we exchange pleasantries like, "Hey, I think you're attractive." And you know, thanks. <laughs> right, right. And, and you know, general small talk. That and then like, yeah, how yeah. are you doing? Blah blah blah. Yeah. And then, uh, when eventually it gets down to okay, are we are we gonna hang out? Do you want to hang out? Um, usually, because they don't typically have it in their profile, I'll say, what are you into? Uh, or I'll say like, what turns you on? Something like that. Sure. Sometimes, if I'm feeling especially adventurous, I'll say, what is your ultimate fantasy? Wow. Fuck. Uh, because I think that's kind of fun. Uh, Trying to make those dreams come true, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, and also it's just fun to hear. <laughs> sure, yeah. <laughs> like, sometimes I'll just send that to people, and then they respond, and then I never talk Bye. to them again. Bye! Yeah, <laughs> that, that's dick. it. I just, I'm just interested oh in the story. Oh, my God. <laughs> what an asshole. But, uh, anyways. They're left twisting in the wind, like, did I... <laughs> like a windsock. Right. <laughs> like, just... did, did what I say permanently scare this person away from me. <laughs> no, I, should I be ashamed so, of this? I don't just leave. Okay. Well, I, that's what you mean like, like. But yeah, like I don't I don't you know, I don't I don't continue pursuing them. Sure. I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know how to word that. You let them down gently. Yes, I let them down gently. Okay. Uh, but uh anyways, so uh, I'll ask them what they're into and then I'll say uh like if 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 we mutually agree that uh, usually, like, if, if I'm okay with whatever it is that they're into, um, then eventually we'll be like, okay, are we going to hang out? And then I will, we'll figure out where, I guess. Um, but I will say, like, what exactly is going to happen? Like, me personally, I... I almost get turned on also by, like, having a plan, I guess. <laughs> Very sexy. Yeah. Like, uh, I mean, it, it's just almost like a road map. Sure. Just like uh, like on today's tour, you can look forward to. Yeah. And yeah. then, like, just that. Uh, and also, like, a big part of that for me as well is I want them to be a part of that roadmap too. Yeah, like, absolutely. Like, uh, what do you out. want me to do to you? Right. What, what do you want us to do together? Those kinds of things. And that kind of turns me on because, like, I get excited about the idea of them being excited. Pleasing them, yeah. And uh, so, like, that usually I'll, – I'll call that the roadmap phase. Okay. Arguably the most important phase uh, if you're trying to sexually interact with me is the roadmap phase. Okay. I want to know what I'm getting into. I want to know uh, what to expect. I want those expectations to be mutually – agreed upon okay and then that way when we hang out in person we both know what's going to happen and any deviation from that plan i i now like that's 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 like a 
that's a thing for me to say oh well this is different like i i, I can say that i guess right. um yeah, and was, yeah. like just having the plan makes me feel comfortable i feel like it helps them feel comfortable uh those kinds of things okay um did you create the idea of the roadmap conversation or was it introduced to you by somebody else uh, I don't think it was ever introduced to me. Has it was? It, did anybody at any point be like, "Oh yes," and they, like, what's the general reception to the roadmap conversation? Uh, so not everyone. I I would actually say that most people are not very receptive to the roadmap. Okay. Honestly, uh, which is a shame, uh, because I feel like, I feel like it's a. It's a fun way to uh, have consent ahead of time, yeah. Without having to have that conversation in like in the middle of it, sure. Um, unless, of course, there's the deviation to the plan, in right. which case, you know, then that conversation starts. At least for me, because to me, it seems more transactional at that point. It seems like I will then kiss you on the mouth, and you will then touch my penis. So it's and I not... will then rub your earlobe, and then you will come in my nose. It's not as like specific as that. I understand, but and I, I know I'm 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 exaggerating it and, and making it you know, much more robotic than it is. There's just kind of general, you know, bullet points I would assume, on you know things that arouse me, things I'd like to happen, you know, and then we can do this kind of thing. Yeah. But at a steer, like you know, part of when I when I was dating, and the the excitement of you know getting to that that point with somebody else. Is, is also that in the moment discovery I mean th- yes there are of, co- of course some are some sometimes some adverse effects of you know you're like oh geez I didn't know like for a long time I thought everybody liked to be smacked on the ass I learned that not everybody likes to be smacked on the ass anyways you you learn quickly you know what somebody is okay with and somebody what somebody's not okay with and I'm not talking about like a you know a paddling. I'm not saying I'm just a, your your face. You just whip out this <laughs> right, giant yeah. ass fucking yeah. thing. Yeah. Oh, you don't like this? Oh no, you're not dumb. Just yeah. Beating so, the fuck out of somebody. Fine. Jesus. It's quite okay. Um, but yeah, you 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 discover in the moment like it's like oh you're trying different things and you're just kind of you know you're list you're listening to their body language and their breathing and. And, and, uh, you know, maybe it's been kind of alluded to in conversation beforehand, but, but not having a necessarily a, a roadmap, I think, I mean, that's, that's honestly the way I've always gone, um, is, is no roadmap is just kind of, you know, charting new, new territory kind of thing. But I, I'm almost interested to try the, the roadmap style. I feel like, uh, so this is this is probably going to come across as no surprise to you. Uh, maybe to some of our listeners, but I, I am very interested in people's peculiar interests. Yeah. And so in that scenario, like on grinder, I would sometimes actively try to find people with some of the strangest to me, like most unfamiliar, uh, sexual interests. Because, again, being terrified of STDs, I'm interested in other ways to please other people. Sure. And on Grinder, I was bombarded with people who wanted to just cram their dick up my ass <laughs> and make me cry. Okay. Uh, and 
uh, I just wasn't interested in that. So I was like, okay, well, what are some other ways that I can have a, a sexual experience with somebody, help them get off, and then therefore arouse myself? Because that sure. that's a big part of it for me. Yeah, is uh, you know the the pleasure that somebody else is experiencing mm-hmm. arouses me, but not when it comes at the expense of your butthole my yeah of, of my butthole <laughs> yeah. um so i i feel like very quickly i understood that there are people who have specific interests that are not inherently sexual uh <laughs> and uh if you can if you can promise them that you will entertain those ideas then uh that allows for those things to happen and then you know if you tell somebody Yes, I will piss on you in the shower, and then I will step on your face. Um, <laughs> then, if, if you tell them that, then they will be like, "Oh, of course, I will jerk you off while we make out." Yeah, like then, then it's like, "Oh, yes." Well, because yes, yeah, thank mean, you. Yeah, you're they're and they're asking for the moon, and you're asking for a, an ice cream sundae. I mean, so yeah, it's it seems a lot more doable <laughs> well, yeah and and then so it, it's it's kind of nice in that way but that is why i think i eventually came across the idea of doing the roadmap because then it kind of allowed for the conversation of okay what's your ultimate fantasy and then i could i could very quickly like i could be like okay what's the weirdest thing that you're into sure and then they would tell me and then i'm like okay well how does this sound yeah, yeah. first right I will let you into my car. Yeah. Next. Yeah. I will tear your shirt off of your body. Right. And then I will take a pillow and I will suffocate you. Right. Right. Uh, like it, it would just quickly turn into this like interesting scenario. But every time it, it was, it was just, I don't know. It's just kind of fun. And then you end up with this. Uh, it's, it's sometimes it's hard for me to remember people who are, I guess more normal sexually. Sure. I, I feel like that's probably a that's probably a, a pretty common thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but I will not forget armpit guy. No, no. I will not forget the guy who wanted to nibble on my back when yeah. giving the massage. Right, like, right, right. Uh, I, I, I will not forget these people. I will not forget the guy in Kansas who I peed on in the shower. Like I, I will remember these people because their their experiences and our interactions were unique and that that in and of itself is exciting to me sure because maybe they will remember me as oh you're the guy who peed on me in the shower you are the one guy right. traveling to who Kansas yeah. <laughs> who who specifically asked is there any strange thing that 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 you want done and, and there's one guy I was able to cut right to the chase with. I didn't have to build up over the course of a month of of playful sexual bullshit. You're just you're cutting out the small talk and getting right to the the meat and bones of the conversation with your with your roadmap conversation. Yeah. yeah. And and I think that that is it's an it's an effective way of of achieving that goal. And then, you know, when we're finished, the whole like pillow talk, yeah. We hang out. Sometimes we'll like play video games. I don't know. It all depends on the scenario. Uh, but I think that that's really nice too. And there's something magical that happens when 
it and and this is i don't know why this always ends up happening but uh it's it's almost representative of what this show is <laughs> um there's something magical that happens when you just give somebody a space to be themselves and allow it yeah and there there's like some kind of interesting connection that happens and that connection i find so uh it, it's it, to me it is it, it's so valuable it's so special and that is the thing that i cherish and uh again it's not inherently sexual <laughs> but it is it, it's just really cool to me and then like after you have that interaction i feel like from that point on that person doesn't have to worry around you and it's kind of cool like i sometimes i feel like it's a relief for some of these people and uh maybe i should be like a like a sexual therapist or uh what is that called like a, a sex surrogate or maybe is that what that is i don't know where you like allow somebody to explore their sexual desires in like a safe space that's not inherently sexual i get i don't know the term for it but it, it, i'm sure there's a, a term and uh i think you might be a good fit for that line maybe of work a future career path yeah put that on my resume my question now is do the armpit lickers of the world get along with or hate the foot fetish people of the world? I feel like I feel like they're like they're probably brethren. Right, they're so close that's what I'm saying, is that they're on the same branch of that tree. Correct. They're in that same unique area of of sexual fetish dumb. But do they? Is there disdain or is there kinship? Uh, I I don't think there's disdain. I I honestly feel like within fetish communities, it's hard to find somebody who has any negative feelings towards. I know. Obviously, yes. I mean, it's, I'm joking. You know, no <laughs> one's gonna shit on some. Well, <laughs> there are people who shit on other people, but. You know, no one's going to disparage somebody else's kink because they know they have their own. I'm just saying. Like, Armpit guy did enjoy my socks. Don't as you well, dare! Actually. Oh, it's the same. There's crossover. Interestingly so enough, there is crossover. Uh, there, yes, in that in that, in that instance, there was crossover. Yeah. Uh, so it's all that was a thing. about the nuance. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> what a fucking journey! It's always a journey. I'm so impressed that you always have something. It's I don't I don't know how I feel about it, honestly. <laughs> I you, feel like you you should just feel the way you. I mean, there's no not necessarily there's no I hope no shame, but well, no shame, but it, okay. How about this? I'm gonna ask you a question. Okay. Is there a time that you remember fulfilling somebody's unique fantasy, and how did it go? I am a selfish lover, Stephen. Oh no, <laughs> no. Um, I, I so I, with any long-term partner I've ever had, I always ask them, you know, what would you, would you, do you have any fantasies? Is there anything you'd like to do in bed? And I can't say that that I recall anybody has been like, I really want to do this, or you know, like. 
I generally I'm the one pushing the envelope when it comes to sexual exploration uh, with with any any particular partner. Yeah, I I remember when we were talking about like what we look for in a partner or or mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah, you mentioned that you you prefer when somebody is more submissive. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. <laughs> uh, do you think that that is why that is a kind of scenario that you find yourself in where you're the one who's sort of pushing the envelope and they're not necessarily coming to you with with the ideas because really maybe the people that you end up with are just more likely to be like okay you are steering this ship yeah you know there's definitely a reason that we've gravitated towards each other is because my inherent personality in in outside of the bedroom uh, and their personality outside of the bedroom you know, le- has led us to believe certain things about each other in the bedroom. Um, and it's, it's 90%, 90% of the time it's true, you know? Um, but yes, I, you know, I take charge. I, I like to dominate and, and therefore that probably goes part and parcel with, you know, the things that I'm already doing are already pleasing them. Uh, and I always get feedback in the moment as well. And, you know, afterwards, you know, the whole time, it's always, it's a continuing conversation. Um, and so sometimes when they are not necessarily communicative, uh, you know, or they don't know how to express certain things, I will try certain things like to a a light degree, you know, like some light choking or light whatever's, you know, whatever I'm into. Um, but I don't necessarily think that's why I, I jokingly said I'm a selfish lover is that I don't think to try things I'm not into because honestly, if my, if the passion isn't there, if my heart's not in it, mm-hmm. why, why do it? Like if I, if, if you're going to don't, don't half ass it, you know, yeah. you got a whole asset. Um, see, that's, so. that's interesting to me because I, I feel almost like I'm drawn to the idea of doing things that I'm not necessarily interested in for myself don't get me wrong. I absolutely would do any of the, like if, if there, if I have a, a partner that I love that says, I really want you to shove a banana in my hair and then <laughs> call me names and dance like a monkey while you masturbate. I'm absolutely going to do all those things. I of course would do that, but I just haven't had the opportunity to, uh, you know, I mean, no one has said to me, I really need you to fucking let me kick you in the gooch. Like I'm like, Ugh! I'm you know I'm not down for that. But we can play with my gooch. You know we can try some gooch torture. But please, please, like I, I, I'm not. You know if if the request is ever a reverse of you know like like if it's me being submissive or getting tied up. If it's somebody I trust and love, then I'll try it. But any kind of pain, I am not down for. Like I, I, I dole out the pain. I don't receive it. I can't do it. Like I, when when a, a partner tries to like slap me back or like do anything, you know, nope, nope. It's immediate like soft penis. I love the idea of you being like this like this tough dominant yeah. tough yeah, uh-huh. like i'm gonna smack your ass and then the second that they like they slap you back and you're like oh god so bad. yeah and that's one i don't want to come anymore i don't i i'm so turned off i'm so mad at you for hurting me like that's part of my sense they like, weren't slapping you they were slapping your heart they were they absolutely were 
Uh, and it's weird, but it's absolutely <laughs> true. Like I can't take it rough at all. Um, it's part, you know, I had mentioned it earlier in, a, in an earlier episode that my nipples are very sensitive and that's part of it. I have, I'm very sensitive all over. Like I'm extraordinarily ticklish. I am like, I'm my, my I'm sensitive to the touch. Um, I had an instance with a, a coworker. Um, this is in a, in a not sexual thing where they would poke me and it bothered the piss out of me. Like they would always poke me. And I told him, I said, please stop doing that. It hurts. Like, it doesn't hurt. You can't tell me what hurts and doesn't hurt on my own body. Mm -hmm. That, yes, while you're poking other people and it might not hurt them, you are seriously hurting me. And eventually, I fucking grabbed their nipple because I knew they had a pierced nipple. And I fucking wrenched it as hard as I could (laughs) just for a brief second. And I said, oh, that didn't hurt you. Nope, it didn't hurt. I wasn't twisting hard. And they then they finally got it. they were fucking mad they didn't talk to me for a while but they fucking got it serves them right they, they fucking got it because they stopped doing that they're like and if I tell you it doesn't hurt but you know you're experiencing pain anyways so back to that yeah yeah, yeah. there's it's, a lesson in there absolutely that's, that's an important lesson absolutely um and I, I hope they're listening and uh, I would love to have them on the show honestly I'm sure they'd be really <laughs> good uh a very good interview for this this whole ordeal. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I'm a I'm a strange strange cat. I, I like to dole it out, but I can't take it at all, and that's in many forms of things. But yeah, I'm I'm in a similar boat. I'm not a fan of pain. Yeah, I think that's that's a part of the reason why I also like aside from my uh, younger STD scare. I guess I think that's a part of the reason why I don't particularly enjoy anal sex because for me it's very painful Mm -hmm. and i just i'm not aroused by that sure like and and i can't help that i I would love to be aroused by pain uh well actually that'd probably be dangerous i would i would hurt myself yeah that's yeah that one right right Uh, for those for the folks that i mean i've seen videos out there of people who are really into torture and like how they're not I mean, it was particularly ball stomping. Mm. That one really, like, I, I really am genuinely curious about how they recoup. You know, like, because you, you can't do that all the time. Yeah, you can't. <laughs> like, I once I watched someone catch themselves on fire wow. sexually. Wow. And that one, for them, was inherently sexual. Right. Uh, I'd... Yeah, I, I, I can't sit on that one. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I can't fathom. Well, right. So, uh, interesting fetish, uh, castration fetish. <laughs> <laughs> it exists. I apologize for laughing. No, like <laughs> just to those who are into it. I mean, like I guess you could. <laughs> that is so. The thing it's like a kamikaze pilot. I mean, <laughs> yeah. The thing that sucks about that is you've got one go. Right. <laughs> Like, how do you know you just when watch. is, like, the right time? <laughs> like, who's the right person? No, it doesn't matter because it's it's all about, like, you could choose the absolute right scenario and, you know, what's perfect for you. But then, you know, it's like it's like when you, you get dessert and you eat this delicious dessert. But then the last bite, 
just taste gross and disgusting <laughs> and then you're left with that for the rest for you know the rest of the evening it's yeah like... it's like no matter how i feel like i have to wonder uh, this is one of the fetishes that i wasn't able to find somebody who had it <laughs> okay. um and uh I, I don't know if i've explained this explicitly on the show but like once i was going down the list of of fetishes and i was trying to find people uh for each one because i wanted to talk to them about it there's uh, maybe like you would put i have a, not changed you put up a video <laughs> like a video screen of of a penis like uh, a penis similar to yours and you watch it get castrated or you maybe you have a fake you know you put on a dildo and castrate it like you can you can create a scenario which you can see it because obviously, I mean, feeling it, you, you wouldn't know what that's like, unless you experiment with cutting on your dick. I man, that's that. There's a whole lot of questions that I have. Yeah, that I, I really would love to please hear from somebody. Come on the show. Come on this show. Yes. And when you're finished, right into the show. Yeah. Or visit us, um, and we will cut your dick off. Nope. Nope. If that's what you want. Nope. I will. Nope. Tell me your ultimate <laughs> fantasy. Nope. First, we'll go to my car. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do a little bit of making out. I'll cut your dick off. And, and then, then you're going to watch me masturbate. And then after I cut your dick off, then you need to jerk me off. <laughs> <laughs> While you're screaming in pain and blood is going everywhere, you need to jerk me off. <laughs> That's the deal. It's the roadmap. <laughs> if you don't agree, I can't cut your dick off. Jesus Christ. <laughs> God damn it. I I love the idea of like there has to be immediate regret. <laughs> got to be. It's, there has to be. It's, it's like who who was that guy who killed people? Um, hold on. Was it was it Dahmer? Jeffrey Dahmer. Okay, he so ate, like, ate, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he would he would lure people, uh-huh. and he would he would date them. Yeah, uh, he was actually quite a lot like me. Uh, where oh God, he would, damn it! He would find he would find these gay uh. people, and he would be like, hey, you know, and uh, I feel like they would immediately regret, uh, you know, if if uh, was any of that consensual. The eating? Yeah, was no. was, he was that a cannibal them. thing? He yeah, he he was a cannibal. He lobotomized people. It was the, no nobody like Who was, am I thinking of who like it was consensual cannibalism? I don't know. And they were like arrested, but it was consensual. I always had a problem with that. I like why know. can't somebody die of their own volition? It's some some reason you it's like when you try to commit suicide, you're That's like, illegal. It's illegal. <laughs> it's a, Much like chopping imagine, off somebody else's penis you know what would, is illegal, Stephen. That would be the worst thing. Can you imagine trying to kill yourself and then you get arrested? Yeah, yeah, right. It's, like, yeah, that, go, that's so it, fucking uh, awful. Yeah. Well, that, Why? We'll have to put a trigger warning on for that one. Um, because it's, it's uh, you're trying to do yourself bodily harm. Just like a doctor who already knows you're dying, you know you're dying, and you say, hey, can you end it for me? It's still illegal to take a life. It's, it's they're pro- trying to protect you regardless, because you could have a change of heart. Like you're not giving yourself the opportunity to have a change of heart. I believe is the reasoning behind it. You know, 
there there you there might be a change of circumstances to wit you don't want to do that you know you might not be in the right, right frame of mind one day maybe we'll discover what the criteria is for that brain scans just do brain scans brain and then scans. you can tell through every moment of a process I'm not a doctor <laughs> I'm not a professional so so here here's how the roadmap goes first you come to my car yeah okay mm-hmm. and then I put a brain scanning device yeah. on your head uh-huh your he- face head yeah the top head you don't have to specify every specify. time you don't I need to, to specify nope, you can just say uh, and then dick tip or head then I you know those like those like turkey carving the little like the little vibrating knife thing yeah uh, I rev that up yeah just to get you going okay oh god like we're, the foreplay we're, we're back to yeah to, yeah to castration mode. and then I slowly lower and I'm watching the brain scan thing <laughs> and then the moment that it goes into the red and not the green yeah that's when I stop so it would so probably you have like be, a half severed penis. Well, you'd have to get a. There's a lot that's going to go into that because if if we're going to go ahead and go with this fantasy, there should be a written contract. Probably. Well, think about it. You're you you're going to have to fight your own uh, survival instincts. So this person, it's not going to be just a one time meet in the night, cut your dick off play scenario. You have to meet this person, hook them up to the machine, and then cause them physical pain. So that you can get a good read on what that looks like on the bar. That's because true. That's very true. You're ca- as soon as you're causing physical pain, the body, whether you think you consent to it or not, is going to be like, no, I don't consent to this because the body wants to survive even if you even if you want to get your dick cut off. God, there's a lot of... Um... A lot of science that's got to go into it, and we're here for it. I'm not here to cut off anybody's dick. Not because I don't want you to have what you know your cake and eat it too, but because that is illegal. I'm okay with cutting off a dick. Sure, I, if if it's if it's <laughs> if we go to another land that does not have extradition, that I'm allowed to cut off a dick and you pay me to do it, I will absolutely cut off your dick. But here in the, the United States, that is illegal. So if you want to play pay for a plane ticket. And fly out yourself and more than friends, where where dick cutting is legal, we're we're here for you. I have no qualms with breaking the law. No, I see. Don't speak for me. <laughs> this is strictly you. I'm I'm not privy to any plans currently or in the future that involve dick cutting. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I really hope somebody writes to me. I, I, <laughs> I really do. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Podcast with Benefits. If you enjoyed this show, please rate, follow, and or subscribe to The Podcast with Benefits wherever podcasts are distributed. Please reach out to us by writing an email to bemorethanfriends at gmail.com commenting on mtfproductions.com or finding us on Facebook at facebook.com backslash be more than friends. One day we hope to do this for a living to help make that dream come true, 
please donate what you can to our show at mtfproductions.com. Your donations help us purchase better equipment, fund more merchandise, and hold events. Please share this show with a friend that you love. Thank you.